Welcome all you limbos and kleptos to a Red Hot Runtime Podcast Special. Uh, been a little while, um, at the end of Season 1, uh, finished around about Christmas, uh, so it's just a one-off uh, before we start a new series in springtime. So, Marauders are all loved up, waiting to play a couple of tunes late in the show. It's a Viagra Go 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 show. So, this year, 14th February, is the day after Shrove Tuesday, Pancake Day. So, whether you're a lover or a tosser, all your needs are catered for in one week. Perfect. Now, before I start, I've got a bit, gone to a bit of hot water over an advert I put on um, Instagram for this uh, VD, uh, when I'm saying VD, Valentine's Day, uh, avoid any confusion, this uh, VD special, where I mentioned right at the end, P.S. Love you, Ange. The amount of stick I got for that. Who's this Angela? It's Ange. Who's this Angie? It's Ange. It's Ange. Who the fuck is Ange? It's Ange Postacuglu, he's a man and he's Spurs manager. Weirdo. So, uh, just clear all that up. Um, so, there's this meme or meme going around of this woman and man lying in bed. And she's thinking, I bet he's thinking about other women. And he's lying there thinking, Ange's coughed six times during his press conference. Hope he's not going to be seriously ill. So I guess that's the difference between men and women. So, uh, moving on to this St. Valentine's Day. And St. Valentine's Day was the patron saint of gangsters. And the St. Valentine's Day massacre occurred on that day, uh, where seven members and associates of Chicago's Northside gang, um, they occurred on the... Uh, St. Valentine's Day, February 14th, 1929, uh, where men gathered up at Lincoln Park, Chicago, in a garage and lined up and shot against the wall. So this is in honour of St. Valentine and it's called St. Valentine's Day Mascara. She puts on a blusher, he doesn't want to push her, but does. She puts on a lipstick, she doesn't want to feel sick, she puts on her eyeliner, he takes her out to wine and diner. It's time to wake up and make up. She opens her eyes. She opens her eyes wide under the spotlight. She closes her eyes. She closes her eyes tight and reapplies and tries again. For so long, for so long now, pretends. Does he want her? Does she want him? Oh, Valentine and Twine combine. Lipstick imprint of roses and flowers to cover over the cracks, paper over the holes, gloss over the boredom. She opens her eyes. She opens her eyes wide under the spotlight. She closes her legs. She closes her legs tight and reapplies and tries no more, reapplies and dies inside. So, a cheerful little uh, opener for uh, this uh, Valentine's Day special. Now, there's an expectation that, that when you're in love and in a relationship, that you are 50% of something. So let's actually do the maths for this. Seven, half, seven, seven hours sleep, seven and a half hours work, one and a half hours walking the dogs, that takes me up to 16 hours, eight hours left a third of the time we could spend together. Then there's the chores, cooking, washing up, shower, getting ready, travel, going to the toilet, which variable times. That's another two and a half hours, although I say slightly variable. That's 18 and a half hours used up, five and a half hours left in that day. We're down to just under 23%. That's not 50-50, it's down to less than a quarter already. Then we've got interests or hobbies, or me time, as it's like to, like to be called. TV, re reading, reading, listening to radio, music, which 
by conservative estimates another four hours which is only 6.25% of time normal people have for being with that someone special. I say normal people, with me, it's so much less. So bear in mind that Valentine's Day is on a Wednesday and there's a bit of a clash and the clash is whether to watch Lazio against Bayern Munich or Millwall against Ipswich. It's a hard one or not as the case may be. So we say uh, that true love only comes around once and you've got to hold on to it or hold out for it until that arrives. I've been waiting. I've been searching. I'm a man under the moon walking the streets of earth until dawn. There's got to be someone for me. It's not too much to ask. Just to be with someone, someone to love, someone to give everything to someone. So, going back to St Valentine's, he had nothing to do with gangsters, that was a lie and all the mob. Um, he was a patron saint of court, courtly love um, and he had his head chopped off. Uh, it's also a patron saint of beekeepers and epileptics. So if, an, if you're an epileptic beekeeper who's in love on, 40, on the 14th of Feb, this is the day, so knock yourself out perhaps not a good idea if you're an epileptic but now Courtney Love as opposed to Courtney Love who uh, some of you may remember uh, her whole um, anyway Courtney Love was a literary concept of love that emphasized nobility and chivalry I'm not sure if that's much of that goes on these days but still and medieval literature was filled with examples of knights setting out on adventures and performing various deeds or services for ladies because of their courtly love. This kind of love was originally a literary fiction created for the entertainment of nobility. But as time passed, these ideas about love spread to popular culture and attracted a larger literate audience. In the Middle Ages, a game of love developed around these ideas as a set of social practices. Loving nobly, actually, should that be nobly, um, was considered to be enriching and improving practice. So the 14th of February is the feast day of St. Uh, Valentine's. Um, once upon a time, this was a day for whining and dining and love uh, at a fancy restaurant. But now there seems to be this trend of to dine in and all the supermarkets have got these um, their own take on these meals, Aldi, Lidl, Co-op, Sainsbury's, Wotros, have their dining selections, there's the M&S meal and the Ansomer's S&M meal, you know, whatever floats your boat, whatever dribbles your gravy, um, I'm not sure where I've got that phrase from, but I quite like that. Um, so, you know, it's not just something that's uh, a modern thing, um, and it was going back to the days of Chaucer. Chaucer wrote, uh, For this was on St. Valentine's Day, when every bird comes there to choose his match, of every kind that man may think of, and that so huge a noise they began to make, that earth and air and tree and every lake was so full and not so easily there was space for me to stand, so full was all the place. I'm not sure what that actually means, but I think it's sort of like a love kind of thing. Um, in 1797, um, a British publisher issued the Young Man's Valentine Writer, which contains scores of suggested sentimental verses for a young lover who couldn't actually compose their own. Printers have begun producing a limited number of cards with verses and sketches called Mechanical Valentines. Paper Valentines became so popular um, that in the early 19th century they were assembled in factories. And by I don't know, 1835, 60,000 Valentine's cards were sent by post. Uh, the first roses is red, violets is blue that was recorded was somebody, by somebody uh, called Joseph Johnson in 1784, who wrote, The rose is red, the violet blue the honey sweet and so are you 
Thou art my love, and I am thine, I drew thee to my valentine. The lot was cast, and then I drew, and fortune said it should be you. Very good. Um, so that's when first Roses Red one. In 1991 I wrote, Roses are red, violets are blue, will you be part of our wrecking crew? Which I think is a lot more succinct and um, down to earth, gets to the point. So by the mid 1840s, um, the number of Valentines posted increased with over 400,000 cents in just one year after the um, postage stamps becoming available which ushered in this um, a less personal but easier practice of mailing valentines and this made it possible for the first time to exchange, exchange cards anonymously which taken as the reason for the sudden appearance of racy verse in the era of otherwise prudish victoriana then in 1868 Cadbury created fancy boxes decorated box of chocolates in the shape of a heart for valentine's day and by the second half of the 20th century gifts were being exchanged um, and it could be jewelry laundry and the likes the best rhyme in a card that i ever saw was um, the following when you're dancing with your honey and your nose is kind of runny and you think it's kind of funny well it's not anyway um, people complain about uh, Hollywood movies and the Disneyfication of romance um, have given them unrealistic expectations about love and relationship that it's unreasonable to raise little humans in a culture like that because three-dimensional reality can't ever truly compete with the ideals and standards that are extreme so it is true that you know you've got all these Hollywood films and you know films about love and romance and there's tear jerkers but it's not just films it's also books um, I'm of a certain age and I don't know I, I'm well a book came out in the I think it's early 70s called The Joy of Sex and it's in New York Times bestseller list for about 11 weeks consecutively and the original intention was to use the same approach um, as cookbooks such as The Joy of Cooking and say um, they called it The Joy of Sex. So there are various sections entirely, you know, including starters, main courses, puddings, um, entrees. I'm not sure if there's a thing called entrees in it. And the book features you know, various sexual practices such as oral sex and various sexual positions as well as bringing out further out practices such as bondage and swinging to the attention of the general public. Now, this next poem is called What's Love Got To Do With It? A tribute to Tina Taylor Turner, Soldier Spy. Um, now, in my mind, what I was trying to create was a boxing match with the two protagonists having two very different attitudes to sex. In one corner, it's the old-fashioned man who just thinks that sex is about wham-bam, thank you, ma'am, with no emphasis on the thank you. It's, this is a man who thinks that sex is his right without paying any attention to the needs or desire of his wife or partner or whoever it is and it's that very much macho get drunk Saturday night and then has his wicked way uh, with his partner so you've got that in one side of things and then on the other hand of that you've got the other extreme uh, where there's this new man who's read all these books these uh, manuals sex manuals on top uh, tip top sex tips um, and he's so wrapped up on doing things by the book that it becomes sex by numbers and no one gains any satisfaction uh, um, in any way and whilst all this is going on uh, there's actually no mention of love I also make reference to uh, Harry and Sally and Sally um, make Ryan uh, faking an orgasm and I say it's called what's love got to do with it
the Hollywood actress makes a joke. This film is sponsored by Colombian Coke. It's just about when Harry met Sally. No one thinks about the girl raped in the alley. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you in the red corner, a regular at the Arnold Schwarzenegger Arms, 10 pints a night, three shits a day, a 10 second wonder from suburbia, the reigning heavyweight champion from absurdia, the prehistoric man himself, Everard Elvis. After match of a day on Saturday, text by the hand for love and play, this holy of holy weekly ritual, the spiritual offering of conjugal nuptials, no romance and wine as the blubber does entwine. Think of England, the washing line, it'll all be fine. The ceremony of blissful matrimony, a pagan performance with no rhapsody, bring on the druids with embalming fluids, a domestic's dispute with no shop steward. But she doesn't mind, she doesn't care, if the only harmony she has is in her hair. Go on, cry, friends, give us a Sally, the name of a game, the pathetic thing, she does it week in, week out, acting out just the same. And the Hollywood actress laughs at this joke, this orgasm sponsored by Diet Coke. It's just about when Harry met Sally and any Tom, Dick, Head or Larry in an old McDonald's restaurant scene. Give us a dream, something that means sound effects by an all-star production team. And in the blue corner from a bedsit land of a student's sitting room, one of the finest academic minds, read all the books, the plays, the films, talks from his behind, a lifetime devoted to human biology, PhDs in psychology, sociology and fuckology, I give you the 1992 Olympic freestyle champion, never without a new companion, Newman Norman. Let's get back to the future with it chicken karma sutra let me tie you up with flex then we'll get the real joy of sex now i'll have you on your side it's page 666 of the lover's guide we'll go through every chapter all installments then we'll burn some eastern incense relax honey don't be so tense soon it'll all be very intense i'll take you off to heavenly states with my fun pack of assorted mates is it good is it nice let me get some cubes of ice do you like it like that do you like it like this i promise you babe will soon be in divinely bliss is it aching are you hesitating what are you contemplating now face the video that's fine now we're doing it in time but with this performance we'll win a BAFTA but wait hang on it's a disaster he hasn't read the final chapter and the Hollywood actress laughs at this joke this orgasm is sponsored by Diet Coke it's just about when Harry met Sally and any Tom Dick head or Larry in an old McDonald's restaurant scene give us a dream something that means sound effects by an all-star production team and as we come to a close. Let me suck your sweaty toes. This is surely as false as heaven knows, as Kate Motz's new streamlined nose. Can't you understand? I'm not a one-man band trying to make a stand. How's I supposed to know? It's all like a show. Now it's time to go. Oh, for heaven's sake, it's all just a fake. Of course, of course. I don't want to be coarse. But is this just about intercourse? I don't want to appear lazy, but has the world gone crazy? I was under the illusion, a little delusion, monster confusion. I've got a problem. I must wear a condom. A problem that needs to be solved. I just thought that love was involved. What's love got to do with it? So, love. Uh, love encompasses a range of strong and positive emotional and mental states, from most sublime virtue or good habit, the deepest interpersonal affection, to the simplest of pleasures. An example of this range of meaning is that the love of family member differs from that of the love of a spouse unless you live in Norfolk, which differs from the love of food. Most commonly, love refers to a feeling of strong attraction and emotional attachment. In Roman mythology, Venus is the god of love, beauty, sex, fertility and victory. She's heavily borrowed from Aphrodite, the Greek equivalent of Venus. This next poem is called Love to Venus, which I've got absolutely no idea what it's about. It was written purely as a um, just that the flow of thought um, but I do actually like this one um, can't say the same for all my poems but I do like this one so this is called Love to Venus Oh, 
Venus a lament, a lost vigil of grief, to all of us joy and latent hope and belief, ruler of a worldly earthly paradox, covered in sores from another century's pox, smashed open time tarnished golden locks, open the secrets of a magical mystical box. Leadership of virtue, scenes of quality, follow in awe, come to equality, infernal incantations beyond ostentation, lifelike beings with held consecration. Mere thoughts entice and savour scorn's derision, exercise a cancer malignant excision, profound retribution from ancestral humblings, fill in the void of glacial crumblings, slam on the brakes, move to reverse, cut off streams, paths transverse, sombre clippings remain to ascertain, orientation beyond the stain. Seducer of reasons, enticer of seasons, invoke the radiance of iridescent gleamings. Detained with treason of primal pestilence, necrotic paralysis, a renowned death sentence, necrotic mover of an oblique physique, neurotic winter sunsets held chill and bleak, warmonger, harbing of iconoclasm, leftovers warmed in hell's infernal chasm. Sensuous, sedulous, holy placebo, liberation of my mental libido, 19th nirvana of blandness inane and protracted attack is all we complain, anger. 
I hate, in all I detest, turbo dreams malfunction to manifest, to Venus with love and almighty above, conscience curtailed from a bastard's glove, a prop to provide on someone to lean, come to me soon my sweet libertine, with love to Venus and crimes most heinous, tainted souls as no one could ever see us, Darling anarchists, loves, you sweethearts fight, fuckers fight, fuckers, tight tension tonight. Surrogate gypsy squall, urge to try it. All we want is love, work and riot. A riot, a riot, I want to incite. Inflicted, conflicted, a right to plebiscite. Bring stones and bottles and readers' wives. Combat the tides from which all men strive. From love to Venus, from love to Venus, from love to Venus, from love to Venus. So the first time you fall in love, it's more precious than any other love. First love is special because it's the most innocent and pure form of love. No matter how hard you try, never stop missing your first love. It's not just only first love. It's the first of many things. It's the first time you hold hands, first kiss, first fight, first breakup. The list goes on forever. It's all those memories of so many firsts that are always in our hearts and our mind. First love, it's also the first experience, usually of intimacy. Love is always special, but our first love moves in a way that's unique. It introduces you to feelings that you've never had before. It is the first time you realise that you can feel this way about another. It's the first time you can be truly comfortable with someone else. It's the first time you'll cry so hard you can't breathe. It's the first time you blame yourself for something that wasn't even your fault. It's the first time you give more than you have to make another happy. First love also shows what you want from future relationships. One more thing about first love is that losing that first love is one of the most painful things. It's also the first heartbreak. The reason for your first love will always be that no matter what it is, it will always be your first love. The first of any event can only happen once in a lifetime. No matter who you love later or how you change your time and how you behave, your first love will always be your first for the rest of your life. The first love never dies. It's called first love. You were my first love. It was love at first sight, like the dawning of a morning. I awoke in light. It was a prearranged marriage. It was written in the stars. I've come to see you every week in buses, trains or cars. Dad, he introduced us when I was less than ten. But how was he supposed to know that I would fall for men? Though in wayward teenage years I've tried to experiment, but in all the seasons since, I've learned to repent. Occasionally I've flirted and played away from home. All the sins I've come to confess, I've come to atone. As many a time I said I never want to see you again, when you've left me standing numb and cold in November rain. And although your face may change, my loyalty remains unchanged. All the memories of the good times help ease me through the pain. It's a one-sided relationship. The intensity can go too far. Balance isn't fair. You play the temperamental, enigmatic star. You often hurt me deeply, but I, I can't affect you. I suppose that goes to show that our love is true. Okay, so we've had bad times, nightmares of Belgium and Sheffield. But our love was always there and bonds remained sealed. You know, I could never hurt you, although at times I think I might. My drug, my religion, blindly I carry on with my lack of sight. I've been over the moon and sick as a proverbial parrot. You seduced me, bribed me, offered hope as a carrot. I've listened to all your excuses for all your buts and ifs. All the times throughout the years with our lover's tiffs. I hate it when you say goodbye and move away from me. I am a lonely prisoner confined to solitary. When you leave me in sunny May and not return till August. But I know our love gets stronger with my undying trust. Whilst Albert Finney had Friday night and Saturday morning, we had Saturday afternoon and Sunday morning, and Mickey and Kim had nine and a half weeks of uncontrolled sex and lust. 
you get nine and a half months of my unfailing trust. Now it's the only one word that I've come to fear, the dread behind each closing year. Although we argue, I know it will never come to be. It's relegation, not D-I-V-O-R-C-E. That's for Ange. We 
So, what we learned on our Valentine's exploration, love can be great, but it can break your heart, so the bottom line is don't bother. If you want an easy life, stay single. Don't get involved with hearts and flowers and bodily fluids. They'll always get messy. Get a dog or two. Dogs, uh, yeah, they give us absolute everything. You're the centre of the universe. And they think you are the best person in the world. They won't question where you've been, why you haven't done what you said you would do. They won't argue with you. Dogs live for the moment. You return home, they wag their tail. No amount of money can make a dog wag its tail. A dog never lies about love. Nobody can fully understand the meaning of love unless it's owned a dog. A dog can show you more honest affection with a flick of his tail than man can gather through a whole lifetime of handshakes. Dogs come to mean so much in our lives. We live in a fragmented and disconnected world. Politics are ugly, religions are struggling, technology is stressful and the economy is an absolute mess. What's the one thing that we have in our lives that we can depend on? A dog. A dog loving us unconditionally, every day, very faithfully. And that said, it's a song called I Don't Want to Fall in Love With You. Uh, contains clips at the end from a film called The Shape of Water. I've never actually watched the whole film. I only caught the last probably half an hour of it. And it's got a really beautiful poem at the end of it. So I've used it at the end of this song. Um, so this is a song called The Shape of Water. Try and rationalize it 
said and done I think I've said enough now uh, and I'll leave you um, with a uh, poem called Hush it could have been the birds that sing so softly on the breeze or it could have been yesterday or a hundred other stars away a friend in white laughing swirling through the cold and today flutter all alone thinking of a face staring at home but rushing, gripping hands that tore, arrived with faces removed, all the colours of a night went blue. All I needed was you. Old my youth from long ago, therapy by looking back, grasping for happiness. Three simple words, please tell me why or why not. This was my lifetime, this was my lifeline. In dying blackness and red, it feels like dead. Everything that falls and falls 
it feels like dead. And the boy of decades dies and fades in the dream. All is now lost, not another soul in the sky. Light up at night with fireworks, and the whole world shall glow. In this universe of hope, eternity, chance and love, the night fires and melts. My lover goes. I just want to talk. I just want to see you again to explain, to see your face. I need you. I love you. This, all this is for you. Because of you, everything, everything in the world tonight. This is the last time I mention your name. This is the last time I think of you. It's all over now. Good night. God bless. Roses whisper. No more words now. Hush.
Roses whisper, no more words now.